Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I want to, I know we're normally bringing on motivational speakers and, you know, people that are going to give you tips to land your next best job, but today, I want to highlight a couple of our directors from VIP and share a little bit with you about how they impact companies every single day. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Adam Tozell, Managing Director of Client Services with a focus on finance, and Kimberly Compton, Managing Director of Client Services with a focus on accounting. They join us from the Solutions Division of VIP, a relatively new division, and this, which provides finance and accounting consulting, interim management solutions, pre and post acquisitions consultings, and private equity solutions. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. This has been a long time coming. It has. I mean, this is months and months and months. Yep. Actually, it's probably been years we've been trying to get Matt on here, and that's just not happening. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to kind of do a tongue-in-cheek to get started because one of the first questions I typically ask people is, how did we get connected? But, yeah, no. Yeah. I think that's pretty obvious since we work together, and it's pretty exciting. But, you know, I'm excited to sit here with both of you today because I don't typically get to see you guys in the office. That's true. If you do, it's we're on phone calls working with yeah. clients. I know. It's like constant webcams in your face, earbuds in. <laughs> that's that's how I know you people. So, I mean, are you sure you can have a conversation with me? Yeah. I'm not sure, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kim, Kimberly, you were telling me that you were like coming in hot today from one of our clients. Yes. That... And I mean, we serve people all across the U.S. and even up into Canada, but I feel like your client wanted a shout out today. So. They did. Trident Pro Systems. So they're in Gainesville, <laughs> all the way almost to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, it's so like it was five minutes quite, from Oklahoma. It is. Yeah. Like could throw a rock yeah. for sure and hit it. Yeah. yeah. And just so everybody knows, we are in Dallas. That's yes. a long ways for you to come for this podcast today. It was. It was worth the trip, though. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> it's a cool studio, isn't it? It is. It is. Very neat. Not yeah. But, yeah. I think we were not so sure it was even recorded. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we were going to go live? A little. Well, I don't know. I was like trying not to prepare too much because I would just stress myself out. So, oh, yeah. You know? no, we're just going to have a conversation. You yeah. guys know your stuff backwards and forwards. So I'm, we're, I'm just here to be your guide and to help you. But once I know when y'all start talking, I'm going to be like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> Still here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, Adam, what's a project you're working on right now that you're super excited about? Geez, we have a, uh, a client of ours that's working on a cash flow forecast. Um, they've had some recent acquisitions and they are trying to fully understand what their, uh, what their operating schedule looks like and how they're going to perform after they've made this acquisition. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot. A lot of, that's a lot. A lot of assumptions, a lot of uh, working and talking with people to make sure you fully understand how things are operating and how things are working. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so Adam and Kim. You both lead our finance and accounting uh, divisions of our solutions group, which has been, how long ago did we establish that? Six years ago? No. Six. Oh, I guess it has been it six has been years. Around. It's moving fast. I keep thinking it's new. Yeah. You know, because it had just gotten started when I started at VIP. We're right past that startup stage. And we're we are growing so fast. That's the other thing. We, we've been around and we were talking about a year ago um, while we were, we had a decent group of people about a year ago we have just continued to take on new clients and to bring on new team members. Yeah. So our group just on our side has grown exponentially. Yeah, on the direct hire and contract side, which is where I sit, it's kind of like the running joke because you know every we, we have a phone list, right? And it's like every other day we get a new phone list and we're like, okay, who, who did solutions hire? You know, And most of the time we don't even know who the person is because you guys don't come to the office that much. Yep. Yeah, we're either, yeah, we're on the go constantly. Yeah. Um, working and, with clients or on back-to-back -back meetings. So tell me a little bit about what are some of the key services that you guys, that are most impactful for our clients? Adam. Uh, so I'd say for the finance group, it's primarily budgeting, depending on what time of year it is, mm -hmm. forecasting, uh, cash flow, and, and other sort of project-specific needs, as well as analytics. But on top of all that, it's us working with our clients and making sure they have a relationship with you or any of our other executive recruiters to make sure they are meeting all their team needs as we're expanding or making any adjustments to the, the overall operating model of the companies. Well, and I just had a really interesting conversation today with one of my clients right before we came in here. And one of the things, and, and you know, we work in tandem with our BDMs and our business development managers, and I know you guys do too, but, you know, when we finally got the job description right before we hopped on the call, they were like, oh, they want this person to have NetSuite implementation, but you, you don't need that for the long term when you're hiring. So it's easier to hire somebody that doesn't have that and then bring in a supplement solution like you guys Absolutely. to do the NetSuite implementation and serve that need right there in the moment. So that's kind of where you guys fit in, yep. you know, like the yeah. plug in the puzzle piece, right? Yeah, that's a great example. We're very project focused. Yes. So we are here for a very specific purpose. Um, we have, we have different tasks that we're conquering for those projects as mm -hmm. ones that you just feel like you can never get get off the plate right like they always still continue to fall onto that project list year over year because you already have a full-time job that's it's day to day um, and so we're here to help conquer those projects and then transition it over if that requires a full-time person if that's what that turns into and we use people like y'all on our team to help find those people and transition it over to them. And, and I think that is so interesting that y'all, and it's such a unique concept, I think, that we have like this whole in-house solution, right? That, you know, we can come in, we can fix your need, like, and I know one of the things that you're known for is like, if somebody's month end closes long, you come <laughs> in and you tidy it up. And I, you know, haven't been in accounting way, way, way long ago. <laughs> I know the month end close. And if somebody tells me they have a 10 day month end close, I'm like, what? You know, because I mean, I did a three day close and I'm just like, that's, I'm not gonna say stupid. <laughs> that's a long time. You're like closing all month almost. Yeah. That's actually better than most of that's our. That's better clients. than most. Yeah. Oh. We we're some we're that excited. Are Twenty-one we... day closes. Or don't close at all. Don't close. Yeah. It's a perpetual <laughs> close. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I know. I'm so glad I'm not doing accounting. So Adam, you recently came back from a is was it ACG's Texas Capital Connection in right. Houston. Yes. Tell me a little bit about this and what you're seeing coming from the PE space and why that's important. Yeah, it's it's a great opportunity and unique uh, conference. Happens uh, every other year in Houston and in Dallas. Mm -hmm. It hopscotches back and forth, and it's where 
uh, private equity and other sponsors, as well as a lot of service providers come together and are really able to connect with people that might be out in the market looking to sell their business or raise capital. And uh, we spend a lot of time working with private equity groups or the companies that are owned by private equity groups where, uh, and, and it's just a good source of business for us. And it was, uh, it was interesting given where we are in the economy and, and how things are moving. We have a lot of groups that are active out in the market that are mm-hmm. looking to hire, um, looking to purchase new businesses, looking just to stay busy. And then we have others that are sort of slowing things down a bit, just waiting to see what happens as the economy and, and market really sort of, I'll say settles maybe a little bit. Um, but it's uh, it's been, it's really interesting because we are able to service those clients on both ends of it, depending on where they are in their their investment strategy or the companies in their life cycle, we're able to assist them in all steps throughout that. So it's it was uh, fruitful and a good conversation to have. So how long were you there at the conference? Two long days. <sighs> I just got back from a four day conference and I'm just like, yeah. mind is melted yes. still. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. Did you do anything fun while you were there? We had a, we had a couple client uh, uh, dinners and events. Uh, some some of our, our private equity groups that we work with on a regular basis yeah. were there as well, and so we were able to really connect and foster those relationships outside of sitting on a video conference or, or in person talking business. It's always so much fun when you get to sit with your clients and build those Talk. relationships yeah. and just build that rapport. I love that. <clears throat> so we've gotten lots of requests from clients lately to help companies create more visibility with cash flow forecasting. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit more about where these requests stem from and how you are supporting them to enhance their visibility. Let me start with Kim this time. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we've, we've got a lot of requests actually coming in to help with cash flow forecast, especially coming into the end of wrapping up some of these, these audits and budgeting. I'll let Adam focus on budgeting, but a lot of wrapping that up and getting ready to go, okay, what are we looking at going into here? What are what do we need to prepare? Our cash didn't come in where we necessarily thought, or how, how are we going to be tracking going into Q2? And so um, a lot of people are finding that they maybe aren't aren't quite as clean as they thought they were mm-hmm. um that some of uh, can i just say i was one of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or maybe they thought they could just keep pushing it off yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and waiting hoping um and so a lot of what we've been helping on the accounting side you mentioned month and close and making sure that that we're getting those numbers as as accurate and quickly as possible right but but also making sure that that we take the time to to review them and make sure that that we're providing finance the best numbers that we can and the best explanations to go with them um, to see, especially with the economy and the changes that we've been seeing, not only for um, how we're staffing, but also what a lot of our companies with the un- unprepared, what are we going into here? Yes. You know, and I just want to say thank you because I'm not kidding. Um, I came to you, I, I run a second business and I came to you and I was just like, I, it, I've been out of accounting for so long <laughs> that looking at it just made my brain melt. And I was just like, please. And Kimberly, you were so gracious. You were like, just give it to me. I'll, t- I'll write you some, <laughs> I'll automate some systems for you. We'll make this yeah. work. And I was like, thank God for internal solutions. <laughs> well, know? and I still need to follow up there. So I, have, you, I haven't forgot about you. We're going to no, get you complete. I, I did file my extension on the taxes though. So good. we're good. Good. <laughs> two, like two days before I was like, oh my God, this is due this month, you know? Yeah, so, we've got more time now. So Adam, how do you respond to that question? 
so forecasting is one of those those areas where, uh, as, as Kim mentioned, depending on sort of where the company is in the, the year, um, they might have sort of missed what they thought they were going to be able to execute mm -hmm. at. Um, and so that's getting into more your, your troubled companies, distressed companies, where, where cash is just starting to get tight. Um, and, and my background, I've spent a lot of time doing bankruptcies and restructuring work and working with companies in sort of distressed mm -hmm. uh, situations and really managing that cash to almost to the day, to the week of what's coming in, what's going out. Uh, in working with vendors to say, hey, we're not going to be able to pay in a timely manner and working with customers to say, hey, you know, if you can bring something forward a little bit, pay us a little bit faster, we'll make it worth your while. Um, the flip side of that is when you've had a company that's gone through a point of transition. Sometimes with a lot of our clients it's through an acquisition or they've acquired another business or just have had some major transition or transformation in their, in their, um, their sort of the, the, their year or their life cycle where um, there's just new environments, new assumptions, new things that you need to, factors you need to take into consideration, mm -hmm. um, where it gives the visibility to ensure you're tracking where you need to be. Um, and it's, it provides private equity groups the visibility of the companies they're working with to make sure that, hey, do we have enough capital in that company to be able to operate to what we're all hoping that they're able to. So it happens throughout the entire time and sort of life cycle of a business, healthy, troubled, and just even project-based where they're looking to make a new investment in something. And what does that mean? We want to create a new factory or a new warehouse or a new location. What do we think that might impact on our cash going out and our revenue coming in? Yeah, Adam and I are actually working on uh, one of our PE clients right now together and they're in the healthcare space. And so they have a pretty rapid growth strategy. Yes. Um, and so that's where a cash flow forecast really mm, comes yeah. in handy, right? Um, as well as a lot of their complexity is in being able to recognize revenue correctly, making sure that on their cash flow forecast that our accounts receivable are in fact correct so that we actually know what we can anticipate from a collection standpoint um, that's gonna be feeding that cash. So it, it is something that helps across all industries, but especially when, when you have a high cash turnover. Yes. I think that's so interesting that you brought that up and I wanna kind of turn to one of our latest tools that we are rolling out, which I thought, and and I love that we did a company-wide training on this and that, because it got me excited and it helped me able to listen for those keywords. I, I couldn't talk to what it was doing and thank you for hopping on that call with me the other day. Yeah. But I could recognize enough verbiage that I could see the need where this would plug in. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the Power BI, and is this something you see companies moving towards in the next few years? It is, and it's it's been out in the market for a while. It's always been cost prohibitive. It's, okay. it's been high dollars. There's other competitor solutions out there that have been even more expensive and or complicated. Uh, Power BI is a Microsoft solution. It falls within the Microsoft 365 price mm -hmm. point. So if you're not already paying for it, it is a very, very, just slightly over $100 a year per user uh, price point. And it allows you to visualize any type of data, whether that be your financial, data, um, certain KPIs, and also operational data, even moving out to logistics and, and call centers where you're able to see, hey, we've had people call in, let's pull up some information, get all the information on the client, and be able to visualize that in a very 
quick and, and uh, very simple and easy in manner. We've been rolling out our team and developing our team, and it has uh, caught on uh, amazingly to where we are we are hiring left and right to uh, to build our team up. And uh, with Kim's help, with a, a lot of our most of our projects can be very inner inner uh, line of business related. Where mm -hmm. we're working with you in the the recruiting team, but we're also <clears throat> Kim and I. It's she's solving one part of the problem, I'm solving the other part of the problem. And in this example that we were just given. Uh, where, where I'm helping her on a cash flow and she's doing some revenue recognition, there's also a Power BI implementation there. And it's critical that she gets all of her information up and running correctly and it's accurate and timely. Mm -hmm. And uh, where you've had you know, historically, and I've done this where I've, I've sat for days and weeks waiting for a month in to close, mm -hmm. there is a board package or somebody needs to get some sort of information out to have a good, good conversation. I spend you know 24 hours putting a PowerPoint presentation together. Wake up the next day and somebody says, "Hey, we've made some changes." And I have to go through that iteration all over again and do that. This allows you to be able to just update that information, whether it be automated or manually, and access and view that information in real time. So it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah, you're able to access it from your phone. Yeah, yeah that's really great. So <laughs> incredible, and it's I mean it's like real like this is how the company is performing right now. Yeah right now and i mean and you can take uh, the way i understood it anything you have data on you can create a dashboard on yes. mm -hmm. and put, put some great graphics on it we have heat maps of the u.s or a certain area where if you want to mm -hmm. see where all of your uh, your stores are at and see for inventory whether you have enough inventory at one location versus another mm -hmm. you can be able to see that and view that real time and and that's been the great thing is with with all of our team that we have with kim myself and the rest of our team we're able to help visualize and talk our clients through the best way to show that information in addition to leveraging what they've already created and then put that into Power BI and make it something where just with, with just a couple clicks, you can have it live and update. Yeah, what's really neat about and different with our company is that we're walking alongside not only our clients, but also our, our team that's building out Power mm -hmm. BI to ensure that the client is getting those KPI dashboards that they're looking for. So they get the support of us helping make sure that we we meet those those objectives. Yeah. Well, and if I remember correctly, it's not just one data source that it pulls from, correct? That's the great thing with it being a Microsoft uh, solution. It's able to pull from almost any different source that normal other Microsoft solutions can leverage. It, it can pull off of HR information, inventory, multiple accounting solutions. Um, as well as you can even just manually export it. And there are underlying solutions within Power BI that you can have very, very dirty data that you're extracting out of a solution. You just copy and paste it in and it's able to clean that data up for you. That's without crazy. you having to sit there and go through and make sure signs are the right way or if something's gotten merged together, you're, you're having to go extract it all out and you can actually train that data. Okay, yeah. so Kim, um, We've talked a little bit about some of the recent trends and challenges that our clients are facing in the finance section. What are you seeing on the accounting side? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so I've got a couple of different clients that, you know, like Adam mentioned, that we're, we're actually working together. And it seems like a lot more moving that direction that as Power BI is becoming um, more and more in the market that we have. We have a lot of instances where we need to do some data cleanup in order to work with finance to be able to get that into Power BI. I think 
nearly every client I have right now actually wants Power BI. Um, just that's pretty awesome. It's great. It is. So yeah. So, so I would say that's a big thing, but it really is partnering with accounting and finance to ensure like the, the client I mentioned that Adam and I are together, one of them that we're together on with the revenue recognition. Um, it's one of those things where I'm having a conversation with Adam going, okay, well, we've got to make sure that it looks like this, that, you know, our unbilled revenue is like this, or that um, you're cleaning the data in this form because that's how we need it to mirror in our system, yeah. right? Like we need to make sure that these match. And I can see why that's so important because how long ago did the revenue recognition standards change? Well, there's just been a few years, right? Yeah, yeah to 606. Yeah, because it was, what was it before? Oh my gosh. It's been a day. I know, it's right? Been a very long day. <laughs> I, I should remember this too because it was such a big thing. So, but I mean, that was a big, big transition when they put out that pronouncement to ASC 606 and they gave everybody, what, two, three years to get compliant. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, I can really, I just want to stress how important it is that you have those analytics to make sure that you're compliant. So you don't, they don't yeah, come back then, on you. And then that actually leads me to one of the other things that we do um, is the technical accounting standard implementation. So ASC 842 has been a really big one mm, for us this yeah. year. Um, and actually the twist that it has on with revenue in 606 as well. So people, a lot of people thought, oh, this is just going to be leases like that. That's not going to affect my revenue. But they didn't consider the, the people that actually lease to people. Right. Mm. So like the it, it did change things a little um, on how you recognize that revenue. So we've been helping a lot, a pretty significant amount of our clients with that, too. That is just, you know, in the project you were helping me on, we were having a revenue recognition issue. Yes. And I wasn't recognizing it correctly because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> I know. And then you're like, ASC 606. I'm like, Take over. Just solve. Yeah, we're like, I don't even want to talk here, about this. Here. Guys, last over. I'm not listening. It was anymore. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. So, well, this has been really, really interesting. So, if there's one thing that we didn't cover today that you want to give as a takeaway, you know, how people um, would benefit by contacting our VIP solutions groups, what's the takeaway that you would share with them, Kimberly? Um, I think the biggest thing is really considering those projects that you're struggling with, or if you have high turnover and that's something that, that your company is really struggling with, at least give us a, let's get on a call, right? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's discuss it, what we've seen in the market, what we've been experiencing with our clients, how we're helping them with those same types of scenarios and see if we're able to help you come to, to some kind of plan to tackle that, whether it's with our company or helping connect you with somebody in our network, either way, we wanna just make sure you get what you need. You know, one thing I love about, and I just wanna throw this out there with VIP, and you just said, we wanna make sure that you get what you need. Truly, this is probably one of the best companies I've ever worked for, and I say that all the time, and I don't say that because they give me a paycheck, because if I wasn't <laughs> happy, I wouldn't stay. Right. Um, truly, they are all about giving value first, and I think we give away way more than we charge for. Oh yeah. And I know you guys do all the time because y'all are always going in and doing consults and stuff like that and solving problems during the consult, right? Yeah, and the thing that I love about VIP as well is not only are we trying to help you find a solution, but we also want to support the people that we place for you. Absolutely. Right? So, so those, when you go into a new role, we, we want to make sure that you have those resources. So considering us for solutions, whether that's to help you with some of the, mm -hmm. the problems that you're facing, 
or making sure that you're you're choosing us for candidates because we're going to make sure that they are supported going in with you. Absolutely. Adam, very quickly, we're almost out of time. I think that's y'all, y'all said it very eloquently. <laughs> uh, it's it's we're relationship driven and, yes. and it's because of our unique structure, you're able to uh, we need to have those relationships where you might come back to our solutions team every once in a while, but as there's turnover and any other needs, you want to be able to have have us be able to leverage uh, both sides of our company any point in time you need. So executing and establishing relationships is is our bread and butter. Yeah, I love it. Okay, I'm not going to ask you all three of our VIP questions, but I am going to ask you both the same one, one of our VIPs. Okay. Okay. What is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Uh, Aren't you glad I went with him that's first? That's a great one. I know I love <laughs> I'm that. Glad you, went with him. Uh, you know, I, I'd say setting me up for success, and actually, I have to have help doing this. It's with my my two sons and getting them ready for school, and it sort of gets me in the mindset as we're driving to school and we're we're going through carpool. I can start thinking through my day, and and it's really sort of. Uh, Doing that in Alexa is fantastic at setting me up for success when I <laughs> ask her what my morning is. Seriously. Oh yeah. You know, I haven't thought to do that. Oh, it's great. It can She can walk through and give you your calendar and any other sort of hot topics you want her to sort of highlight for you. So it's huh. it's great because it can actually give me a little bit of mindset to remind me when I have a podcast in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. What about you, yeah. Kimberly? Um, I would second what Adam said. I love every morning, you know, getting my, my kids ready for school and on the way to school uh, every day I ask, are you ready to have a good day? Are mm -hmm. we ready to conquer this? And they're like, yeah, you know, and so just really setting that mindset and getting, yes. getting your mood in the right place, ready to walk in. Cause I will say, I'm not sure I want Alexa to tell me my calendar every morning, <laughs> right? Like my goodness, that would be overwhelming. Might take an hour. <laughs> yeah, it might take a while for her to walk through all those meetings. Um, but that really is it, setting it, setting my mood and and getting ready to go out and help people. I, I think that's probably my answer. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys both so much for coming and sharing a little bit about our solutions department. I, you know, we brag on everybody else on this show. We don't do it enough about our own company. And so I love that. How do people get in touch with you? What's the best way? Well, I guess our contact information is definitely on our website, um, and that would probably be a great way to reach out. We're also on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, we are VIP.com. Super yeah. easy. Well as, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy, and our pretty faces are on there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, I just have one last thing to say to you. You are literally VIPs. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. I love it. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.